Hello and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. On this week's winning pod, we talk all things about our victory over in Perth. We attempt to answer the question, does Stange have magical powers? And we answer your questions. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Luke and Jimmy. Lads, lads. Hello. How good. Wednesday pod out of nowhere. It's unusual for me. It's a happy pod again this week, and you know what that means. Can I push the button? You can push the button. I'm going to push the button. You're going to push the button. It's dive, dive. Dive, dive. The wrong button, sorry, mate. I'll push the other button. Winning (laughs) pod, baby. That was awkward. Out of practice? Yeah, been a while. (laughs) When, When was your last winning pod, Jimmy? It was 1942. <laughs> <laughs> it's been 83 years. Beat <laughs> me to it. Let's dive right into Fred's question. Uh, Fred asks simply, does Stadge have magical powers? Yes. Yes. Next question. <laughs> no, mean, it's amazing. Oh. Sorry, you go. Oh, no, I was just going to say, like, I mean, it's, it's insane, the difference from last season to this season with, you know, with the bulk of the same squad. What is what is going on in that goddamn dressing room? Like, I don't know it's like it's crazy. started to click, isn't it? Yeah. And uh, a few signings uh, last year, probably not the best, um, but he was new to the A League, so it's like after a bit of time, he's learnt who to sign and what to do with them. Yeah, I think I think that's also probably an important point to make to you. I mean, he's now into his second season of club coaching, having never coached in the club. Never in the male club side of things, really, yeah. So, I mean, it's it's completely different. Um, I mean, even to the women's game, with all due respect, it's obviously a completely different thing. Um, and he's, he's, I mean, what is he doing right now? He is a magician. David Blaine, eat your heart out. Because <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm flabbergasted of what we managed to do last night and what we've managed to do so far. And he, he clearly has Perth away down pat because if... You look at the stats uh, from last season when we won away in Perth, they're almost identical to last night in terms of the possession, uh, the amount of passes. So it's, it's it's a clear clear sort of a game plan for him when we go to Perth, I think, to sit back and try and play on the counter, which we, we haven't really done so far this season. So I think last night we even showed a different side to us to what we have so far. And I, I thought up until last night that probably counter-attacking was our weakest part of the game. I mean, in terms of doing it effectively, um, both of the goals we scored last night weren't from counter-attacking, but how many chances did we make from counter-attacking? We could have had six bloody goals in Yeah, the we should half. have probably been up five yeah. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's like he's got some Benjamin Button serum and injected into Matt Simon. Oh, I don't know uh, what's going on there. He's, sort of, he's enjoying what a is, bit of a renaissance, isn't he? He's uh, got, yeah, Dan McBreen syndrome. Mm. <laughs> like a fine wine aging He's aging so well I can't I mean at the start of last season I would not have been sitting here you know and I think I said this a couple of weeks ago as well sort of praising Matt Simon for his footballing ability but I mean he just keeps getting better <laughs> keeps on getting better and I, I think I think towards the end of the game last night he was probably starting to feel it a bit I think um, I, I I don't know if it was a monetary decision why we only fly to Perth the day before the game, but I think we saw last night there was a few stiff legs there towards the end, and he was probably the leader in that run. He was looking pretty tired. He was yeah, he was looking pretty gassed in the last sort of twenty or so minutes, and mm. you know obviously Stadge had a 
a decision to make there at the end as to, you know, whether to bring him off or, or bring De Silva off. Um, obviously, we saw De Silva leaving the pitch. Um, but, of course, Simo opened the scoring just five minutes into the game last night. Brilliant touch. What a finish. Chest. What a finish. I mean, it was nice, nice little handy assist there from Dan Bauman as well. Came from, came from a corner that was sort of half cleared by person. I, I think leading into last night, the one thing that I'd noticed about them so far this season with the games that they have played was that their defence was definitely dodgy. That front third makes me very nervous when it's in full flight. Oh, yeah. um, I think they had a debutant in the back line, they? did Detafu, who was his yeah. starting debut mm-hmm. last night, who came in for Aspro, um, who played against Brisbane the other day, was it, on the yep. weekend? Yeah. Um, yeah, so they made four changes going into last night, and I think those changes definitely benefited us uh, in the first half, and we made the most of it. Do you think um, they underrated us? No, I don't think so. I think I think we probably we maybe be we maybe caught Richard Garcia by surprise by how we played, trying to play on the counter, and you know we we pressured the ball at times, but we definitely sat back a lot more um, when we didn't have the ball compared to what we have so far this season. I think we were clearly trying to conserve energy, and I think that whole flying in a day before. I mean. I'm obviously not a professional athlete, but flying in, being on a plane for five hours, less than 24 hours before a game, mm. when you take into account the time difference, it's not much, but it would still have a bit of an impact. Mm. I can't imagine running around for 90 minutes is that appealing. Well, it's hard enough <laughs> kicking off at uh, quarter past nine at Soccer Fives here after yeah. a 15-minute car trip. <laughs> yeah, I can't get warm. So I can't yeah. imagine how cramped it would be to sit sit in a plane 100% in uh, economy. There's no way we're flying business. Um, but I can't imagine it would be that fun. But, I tell you what, it's yeah. great to see. It, it, I think it's about the thirty-fourth minute. Um, Simon's up front, just barking, turning around, barking orders mm. at the rest of the team on where to pick up, where to push, where to press. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think, I think, I think we did miss Stens last night a bit as well. Um, I love Niz, obviously, love Bazanic, but Stens has been doing so much of that muscle work mm. in the midfield. And I mean, even you could see the you could see the frustration at halftime, even with Bazanic, Even though we were two 0 up, he was not happy with how we were controlling the game. Mm. And that clear, uh, I mean, the possession stat at full time was what sixty three thirty seven or something. <laughs> it, was, it was a very away day uh, performance. Smash and grab, absolutely. Yeah. Like you said, similar to the one last year where De Silva, uh, I think he got the second goal in that one. Silvera opened the scoring in that one, I think, from memory. Um, yeah. But yes, a performance in. A similar sort of vein and, um, you know, it doesn't matter how you win. I mean, a I'll sign of a good team is winning ugly. And exactly. I wouldn't say I wouldn't say last night was exactly ugly because, I mean, some of the play that we still come up with, the amount of chances we created, it's not like we had two shots on goal and they both went in. We had 14 or something shots on goal. We had Some we of had the lead-up work as well. Some of the link-up and combinations yeah. that were going on through that midfield. Oh, my days. Hook it to my veins. Very good. Very good. I mean, even in, even in that first half, the amount of space that Yedinia had um, up top, I mean, he, he probably gave the ball away a few too many times to my liking, had a couple of good chances, um, you know, obviously scored the goal. And that was – I'm super happy for him that he got that goal because I think that was really – that was all he needed now. He there was That was the one thing that was missing. He's, I think he's got four, three, three assists. Yep. So far this yeah, season. Yeah. I would like, like to see more goals from open play. 
But you know yeah, what? I'm, a a I'm goal's a goal, and I'll take that. I'll yeah. take any goal. After the last six years, I'll yeah. take anything. Anything, anything counts right now. But yeah, I, I'm obviously super happy for him. I think he clearly has more goals in him, and I think the amount of chances him and Simo are creating together, it's it's great. It's he great. looks a little slow, so I don't know if we sort of have to change things just a tad to try and work to that his lack of speed. I guess. I think he's getting there. Isn't he? He's, sl- he's, he's but will he get there though? Though yeah, like he's getting on in age. He is. He. Is. I. I think. I think we can use him more as a back to goal, really, or both. I Second think, striker, I think. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I think. I think he can float sort of in behind Simo and definitely play that role and sort of lay it off out wide. I think that's. I think he. He definitely yeah. has a good touch, a good pass, and I think he has a lot more goals in it. Cool coming on, um, running around, kicking people. That's good. <laughs> it's his fourth kicking yellow card already. This He's one <sighs> one yellow card away from a suspension. Um, mm-hmm. and you yellow, can... he did win the ball, but he did lay down on the guy's <laughs> leg. Yeah. Yeah. You can see, I mean, obviously Simo's been brought in to uh, sort of mentor some of the younger guys coming through. I think some of them yeah. might be taking some lessons a little too seriously. Mm. Youthful enthusiasm. I'll uh, I'm put all that for one it. down to you. know what? I'm all for it. I love it. <laughs> he made a couple of good runs, but there was a couple of times where, I don't know, he sort of wasn't um, in tune with the rest of the game, I guess. Yeah. You can't really blame him too much because he has come on as a sub, mm. but you've got to read your own team and you can see your own team's gassed. You don't want to be winning it you know, in their half and then playing it out square to no one. You want to <laughs> yeah. grab it and run to one of the corners or, you know, longest keep it. Longest bloody second half in human history. Longest or, final 20 minutes or so. Oh, oh my God. I, I mean, Perth, like I said before, they, they, they made four changes from the Brisbane game. Um, changes that probably worked in our favour, obviously, with Castro not starting, Aspro not starting. Keo not starting. Keo not starting. Um, well, he, he come off the bench against Brisbane as well, I think. But he's, he's, no. not, he's not having much of an impact off the bench, really. I think he, he had one good chance last night that he... Yeah, I mean, put wide. M- maybe the Keo of four oh, or five yeah. years ago maybe would have scored that, but he's not making that yeah, much he, of an impact. He had a pretty clear header that he put uh, left of the yeah, other yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I mean... When when they did make all of, when they brought on Otter and Castro, did they bring them both on? Castro came on half time by himself, yeah. I think. He I think made it did, a yeah. little bit of a difference to start with, but once the rest of the subs came on, that made a massive difference. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the goal that they scored, which was a little bit controversial, which we can probably get into, but that goal went Castro, Kilkenny, Otter, and then Fornaroli, and then it was in the back of the net. Yeah. So I mean, arguably their four best players were. Yeah, he, sort of he knows how to drag the opposition around. Like you saw with that goal yeah. after the Clisby lost it with that little touch we don't really talk about. Mm. Yeah. Um, he drags Bauman inside and then lays a back pass yeah. and then straight down the left-hand side mm. across in. And, I mean, even on the weekend against Brisbane, some of his little flicks and touches were just, like, class. Yeah, oh, class. So, he's so he's difficult so to good. pick up as yeah. well. Like, Should have been sent, though. Yeah, there's an argument yeah. for it. Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. Was it weird having Andy Harper on our side last night? Very. Yes. <laughs> very odd. He was I thought it'd be dirty. He was very pro Mariners last night. It was strange. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how to take I mean, thanks, I guess. It's like, yeah. you finally get it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about the uh, the Perth goal uh, on the topic of Andy Ko. Offside or not? Yes. Yeah, the The annoying thing is, is that I don't think... I think at the end of the day, yes, but... We've seen it so far this season with the VAR, not only just in the A-League, but in the Premier League, that they're measuring these things right down to the bloody millimetre. Mm. I mean, if we're going to be consistent, then it probably shouldn't have been a goal. So, Strebre Dolovsky's come out 
um, or apparently spoke to Stadge post-game and said that because Andy Keogh hasn't touched the ball, he's not offside. However, and I could be completely wrong here, um, my interpretation of the laws of the game was that if he has attempted to play at the ball, especially in that close proximity, Mm. and has taken a defender out of the way in the process... Mm then it should be offside. Um, yeah, feel free I mean, to correct me if I'm wrong. But my my view of that is is that if he's offside, which let's say that he 100% is, Ruan probably clears that ball mm. because he's not there and I think he put he put Ruan off a little bit. Well, going by what Strebray said, you could stand at the front post and just let the ball go between your legs. Yeah. You haven't played at it. <laughs> New tactic for my uh, women's all-age team this season, I think. Yeah. <laughs> I saw, um, I'm sure Man United did that one year. They, um, someone went out near the corner, which dragged a defender out, but he had nothing to do with the play, so it was play on. But he dragged someone out there, so... Hmm. I mean, do we know what the rules are anymore when it comes to anything? It's the A-League. <laughs> just, <I don't> <laughs> the fixes are made don't up and it. the laws don't matter. Pull it Even, out of a hat. What about the handball in the first half on Ruan? I that's think not a handball. That's, yeah, I think they got that right because yeah. his hands were in a natural-ish position. Mm. Yeah, I don't it was, think it was so. It's the right pinged decision in, for me. Came off Beerus, didn't it? And then need him. His hands are it almost down. down sort of by his. I don't think side. VAR even looked at that one. They did. They did. Did they? Yeah. yeah. Okay. They did check it. Yeah. So, I was waiting for it. Mm. Oh well, if VAR's cleared it, then uh, yeah, we're all sweet. No, we yeah, love VAR. I, I mean, you know, I think we had a couple of things sort of go our way last night. Obviously, I think they got the handball right. They probably got the goal, the Perth goal wrong but i mean it was so close i mean if it was maybe like a forehead offside but like again they had one camera to look at that wasn't straight on so Mm. it's yeah and i don't know what var looked at but when they showed the replay on the broadcast they only looked at it once and they didn't even have the line there they showed the line about bloody five minutes later so i don't know what var looked at but they didn't look at it for very long (laughs) so it's a bit of a weird one but i mean but then but then we go the other way. The goal that Urenga scored, the free kick in the lead-up, maybe it wasn't a free kick. On yeah. Dan Bauman, it was a bit soft. Yeah. Well, the amount of times it's been called against us. I was going to say, that's that's one square up square up for the Adelaide game, so we need two more. Yeah, well, I'm not even going to count that as a square up, really, because then you're getting into the territory of completely re-refereeing the game if you're going to go back and overrule that free kick from the yeah, VAR. I, I, We're still due three more. Yeah, <laughs> I don't I don't mind that VAR didn't look at it, but it's the ref... Gave it, whatever. More than happy for that to stand. I, I think the VAR can only look at free kicks if there's a possible red card there. I yeah. don't think they can actually look at free kicks for any other reason. Yeah, I don't want VAR to look at that anyway. Yeah. I no. yeah. Anyway, a Play huge on. game for us. And, you know, we won ugly, like you said. It's a six-pointer game. I know it's that early in the in the season, but, yeah. you know, Perth are a quality team. How many goals? They scored 18 like goals in the 18 first... 18 goals in six games. Yeah. yeah. Like, and I mean, and they can only catch us now, even with their games in hand, if they win each game and we've got a massive game on Monday against MacArthur Mm -hmm. Um, we can potentially go seven clear of Mm -hmm. MacArthur Mm -hmm. and then if if all other results go our way we're still around eight or nine points clear of third place what 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 universe are we in (laughs) that's not jinx actually I hope they don't well, what is happening I don't want to jinx it but Spurs were top of the table around about Christmas (laughs) Yeah, but it's not Christmas anymore, Jimmy. No, I know, but it's <laughs> roughly about that part of the season, <laughs> comparatively. No, don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, no. no, I mean the table's looking good. We're looking good. Mm. There's no, there's no. I mean, 
try and find me a negative at the moment about we haven't played victory or brisbane now that's an easy six right now i mean come on (laughs) yeah right now but by the time we play i mean what it's a couple of weeks away isn't it last uh last weekend of march i'll be firing on all cylinders i bet you by the time we get there yeah i mean i mean we did so well in that second half to hold perth out for the most part i mean did beers make a really meaningful save there were a lot of sort of defensive goal of, mouth uh, scrambles and things like he, that. Yeah, I mean, like he he made a, he made a few good uh, a few good claims from the box. Um, a lot of their crosses were rather poor, to be honest. They, they were yeah. either straight yeah. to um, Birakiti or straight to one of our defenders. Yeah. just they did I not think find them. The crossing stat for last night for them was pretty crazy. It was yeah. like thirty plus or something like that. And I mean, but I mean, how many led to a really good chance? Probably the Ko one, uh, the handball on Ruan. Yeah, the goal, there was, but I mean, sort of other than that, I think we defended mm. really well. We definitely put our bodies on the line and threw everything at them. And credit, um, Massive credit to the back four. Yeah, who is the same back four for the entire 10 games. That's a mm. massive thing. Now, this is something I want to speak about as well, because we saw a tweet come from uh, a good friend of the show, Nick Meredith, last night. Oh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> a good friend of the show. A good friend of Josh Howe. Good friend of Josh Howe. Um so it was in response to Vince Rigari who tweeted that the Mariners are the real deal this season. Um, unbelievable, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, Nick Meredith, or Negative Nick, as he's known in some circles, <laughs> um, has responded saying, uh, no, they're going to fall down. You know, it's unsustainable. Or the back four is unsustainable. What I does that what mean? Said. What does that mean? They're not plastic bags. <laughs> what do you mean by the back four is unsustainable? Let's uh, go through that. All right, no, hang on, hang on. So let's say... It won't Jack last. Clisby, That's basically what he's saying. Let's say Clisby kicks his toe on the hotel bed, right? <laughs> Matt Hatch comes in. Yep. Ruan, I don't know. I was going to say falls down the steps at his apartment, but that's a bit much. Yeah, no, that's... that's Ruan hurts nice. himself doing something. That's a bit nicer. <laughs> um, Dan Hall comes in. Yep. Or Lewis Miller. Or Lewis Miller. Yep. Corbels hurts himself on a surfboard or something. Dan Hall or Lewis Stephen Miller comes Negro in. Negro hooks himself while he's out bloody fishing, right? <laughs> Lewis Miller comes in. Yep. I mean... There's cover. There's cover. There's 100% cover. And you've got James Bayless as well, who's been training with the first team from the academy side. He's another right back who can provide cover there. Casella can also drop in. Casella, yeah. It could drop in. Yep, exactly right. And don't forget, Stefan Negro can also cover the left-hand side as well. Yeah. I mean... We have to get Nick on the show. (laughs) (laughs) What do you mean? The ex-Fox employee. Um, I'm going to tweet him. Even even really really at an extreme, probably... Bazanic could fall into centre-back. He has been playing very deep throughout the course of the season. Stens um, yeah. played a lot of his academy games here across the back four as well. Mm. Um, we saw that in pre-season last season with Stens slotting in at right back a few times. Yeah. yeah, And, I, you know, I think I think probably one of the things that sums up our lack of general control last night was there was a game there the other week that we won. I can't believe it kept up or when it was, but Bazanic had 100-and-something passes. Mm. Wollongong. Yep. Next away. Yep. Um, he, he had 100 and something passes for the whole game. Last night he had 33. <laughs> Sorry, I'm That's just tweeting like... Nick Meredith asking him to come on the show. <laughs> That's, yeah. Yeah. That'd yeah, be great. Yeah. Let's uh, try and unpack what he, yeah. <laughs> he's getting at. Explain he's going to block me. <laughs> Explain yourself. But yeah, I, I think I think that stat, of, that stat around Bazanic probably sums up last night to a T because um, we, we, want to con- we want to try and control the game. But the clear tactic last night was to obviously play on the counter, and but even try and control the game a bit more than 
what we did because we saw obviously Boz and Simo and Stadge both after the game were not really happy about how we controlled the game. I think especially late on, we just got hammered mm. and we could not keep the ball. We were gassed though. It's a bit hard. We were. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, we only made three subs last night for the first yeah, time, I think, all season. Don't forget, we made there was a game before we played with the subs, you know, pretty much killed us. Yeah. Our true. first 11 is good. Yeah. Subs, questionable. Yeah, I well, think, I think, I think yeah. I think we've got the depth on the bench. Um, it's just using them at the right time. Yeah, I like I th- I think you should have probably bought Yonder on early, early last night. I'd agree with that, but we just couldn't control know. it. We just could not control the game in those last 15, 20 minutes. We were just getting hounded. It's a double edged sword, I think. The the you know the substitution though, because if he brings him on any earlier, do you potentially risk destabilizing things even further? Probably. Do you mess with the flow? Because I, I think I think one thing you know, and if the result goes the other way last night, or we can see late, I probably don't see it this way. But I think we have to respect, and I'm sure we're probably getting the respect of the league back with how we played. Mm-hmm away from home and still 2-1 up. We were still trying to go forward and score. You could you could easily mm. have that 2-0 lead, park the whole team behind the ball and just sit there and not not sort of let them in. But we were continually going forward and still trying to counter, still trying to create yeah. chances. We had so there many There was a point where there was basically half. no midfield from each team. Oh, it was just going nuts. Camping in it each other's half. Yeah. It was mental. I mean, we, we had so many chances. There was the De Silva one in the second half, the Matty Simon header. I think Casella had one. Yeah, Casella had one. De Silva had, had another chance that went just by the post. He had, oh. Actually, he had two chances, one on each post that went just wide. Yeah, the second one I nearly popped my shoulder out yeah. again. <laughs> That might that that uh, Matt Simon header that just went right um, off that, the post. Oh, that would have been goal of the season up, almost. The lead up. So that was De Silva's little flick over the, the top flick. to Clisby. Yeah. The cross from Clisby and the header from. Oh my! Clisby had a really good game last night too. I think I think he's he's. I was pretty critical early on, but he's starting to come good. Um, starting to improve. I think at at both ends of the pitch. I think obviously defensively which is mainly what I want him to do, but he's obviously there to even provide that sort of attacking outlet and he's getting better and better at that too, I think. One thing I did want to touch on finally before we wrap up last night's game, um, and this is something I saw Mick Komet mention on the ccmfans.net forum, Daniel De Silva's uh, set-piece delivery last night. Bueno. For the goal? Much bueno. Mm. Oh, my God. Just on the whole. That's that's the best bloody set-piece we've had in a long time, that ball was perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it was trying good. to think of the last player we had that would whip him in like that. It's been a long time. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a minute. <laughs> it's been 83 years. <laughs> <laughs> so much positivity. <sighs> no, but yeah, he's um, fighting a diet, isn't it? Yep, yep. Loving it. Absolutely loving it. Alrighty, moving into other Central Coast Mariners things. Um, firstly, the uh, turf at Central Coast Stadium has been uh, pulled up. Looks like it's getting relayed there. Still not done. Cutting it tight, aren't they? Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, we've got uh, another home game on Monday next week, the 8th of March. Um, and what's the date today? The, the 3rd of March? Yeah. the 3rd. 
Yeah, cutting it very, very, very fine. Um, obviously, there's going to be a, a lot of use at Central Coast Stadium over the next couple of months with, um, I think we've got three home games. There's two NRL games there as well. Well, it's a Warriors home game, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, well, there's a Warriors home game on the 13th of March and then we play at home on the 14th. Yay. Yay. I mean, we, we'd want to get it sorted and hope it's not really a cow paddock because that'll work for MacArthur. <coughs> <laughs> That's a good... Yep. Oh, <laughs> That's good. Luke. It's good. No, play get on. It, get, yep. it, get it. <laughs> I don't know if we can recover from that. <laughs> I nearly spat my water out. Are we allowed to keep recording after that? Or? <laughs> no, no, that's it. Thank you all for joining us on the coast. <laughs> I had to make up for it. <clears throat> oh, it's good. It's good. Play on. Play on. Um, of course, as Luke has just mentioned there, our next game is at home on Monday the 8th of March against MacArthur. That is also uh, the ninth annual pink round. Um, looking forward to this one. How did last night go? To Sensational, st- to, to yeah. To start things off. Yeah, so just uh, for anyone who's not aware, on Tuesday night, uh, the Mariners hosted the Mariners Corporate Network Pink Appeal. Um, shout out to everyone who um, attended that one. There were a lot of uh, corporate partners and such. Raised over $10,000 for the Cancer Council last night alone, um, which was absolutely Sensational. That was across uh, the auctions that we had in the room. Um, we had a live telethon going on Mariners TV. Um, and yeah, just so blown away by everyone's generosity. Congratulations. Yeah, no, it was great. I mean, awesome um, start. Massive props to the club for putting it on. Uh, it was a really, really good event. Um, th- their target for the entire sort of week of Pink Round was $10,000. And we did that in one night. So good. Um, so yeah, Pink it's Round. Hopefully something that um, not just Mariners fans get behind, but you know, the whole league. We try and push it league wide. Get, um, you know, fans of all the other clubs donating. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it'd be great to see it going league-wide. And obviously, such a fantastic cause, um, the Cancer Council there. Um, we might maybe look at pushing out a link um, where you can donate as well um, through the Coast Football Ramble Social. So um, keep an eye out for that one. But yeah, Monday. Obviously, we don't want every team playing in pink. It might get a bit confusing. <laughs> a little bit. Different shades. Mm. 50 shades of pink. <laughs> I'm confident about Monday. Top of the table clash uh, at Central Coast Stadium. How often have we been able to say that over the last few years? Mm. Uh, let me think zero. <laughs> <laughs> I I am also confident, but um, with that confidence means that, um, you know, I went into the, uh, the Perth game a bit, you know, I don't think we can do this, mm. and then we win. So if I'm confident about this game, does that mean we're not going to do too well? I'm tempering my expectations. Yes. Well, MacArthur got pantsed by... Western United in their last game. Yeah. I'm confident. Yeah. I'm ambivalent. Ambivalent. <laughs> At least you're not apathetic. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just rock up and accept whatever happens. I don't want to get excited. <laughs> oh, no. This is turning into years gone by. Yes. No, no, no. In, in all seriousness, um, if we can get a lot of people into the Bay, Bay 16, mm-hmm. makes a noise because I know uh, MacArthur are going to bring um, drums and whatever, mm. those stupid cowbells. Oh, uh, that should honestly be uh, on the Central Coast Stadium banned list, cowbells. They should not be allowed in. We'll have to get some ultras to go over there and steal them. <laughs> I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, seriousness, if you can come around to the bay and help um, make some noise, I guess. If anyone's got a uh, floor tom, you bring it along, I'll play it. I sold my drum kit, so I don't have a drum. <laughs> <laughs> Makes it tough. Unfortunate. <laughs> well, I think I, we... We were more than 
more than comfortable against MacArthur away last time. Yep. Yeah, um, I think that's pretty fair. They they still I I they still haven't overly impressed me. No, much. aside from that first game against um was Wanderers. it the Wanderers? Yeah, the the victory against the Wanderers mm. where everyone was sort of, you know, spanking themselves over how good they were and you know this side is definitely top three material lucky rose this and yeah. lucky rose that oh, <laughs> shut up and to be fair i was guilty of it myself more so that this side is top three material over the lucky rose sort of um fapping i guess you could say quality player but you know let's tone it down a bit yeah no aside from that they haven't really done all too much to impress me yeah i mean especially milligan mm. they had a good win against sydney but Again, Sydney are so inconsistent right now, and they, they, they missed a number of chances in the first half. Like, I mean, Costa Barbarissa, so I don't know what has gone wrong with him in the, you know, sort of this season, but he's so hot and cold. You know what? I, I think every team is like that, though. Except for us. Yeah, except for us, yeah. Yeah. This is weird. This is weird. <laughs> I need to, we need to get out. I mean, Sydney absolutely trounced MacArthur around there a couple of weeks ago as well when Milligan got sent off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in the first half, I think. Yeah. And that was, what, 3-0, 4-0 in the end? Yeah. So, I mean, I think there's there's probably two things we need to watch. Obviously, Susayeta is mm. very good. His assist on the weekend uh, for the Derbyshire goal was incredible. Um, so, I think it's it's going to be sort of a similar case of, like, when we played Perth, you've obviously got your Castros and your Fauna Rollies yeah. that you need to keep ahead of the game. I, I, I think we did well enough last night with Fauna Rolly to keep him relatively quiet except for the goal um, but I think outside of that he, he didn't have didn't have heaps of influence I don't think um, so I think it's going to be sort of a similar similar sort of a job on the weekend against them with Susayeta and we're, we're hearing that Stensness might be back for 45 maybe mm-hmm. which will be good so I think he'll he'll be a big help in that we've heard he's running 100% at the pitch training yep. so mm-hmm. yep. he almost what do you say he almost made the plane to Perth but he didn't. Oh, I'm not. I'm not in the loop with that one. Okay. <laughs> Why not? Benyat Echeverria is another one. How's um, the pronunciation, sir? <laughs> nearly, nearly messed it up. Um, Echeverria is another horn. That one. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's another one that's been pretty dangerous for um, yeah. for Macarthur and um, Derbyshire is actually top of the goal scoring charts now. Yeah, that's sort of come out of nowhere, has it not? Yeah, because he bagged a Hattie against someone, didn't he? I think so. Don't look at me. Sort of come out of nowhere. <laughs> Very much sort of come out of nowhere. I, I, when I saw his name sort of towards the top, I was a bit sort of surprised. But he's he's sort of a – he kind of reminds me of a little bit like a Jamie McLaren. He sort of gets himself in the right spots and uh, makes the most of other people's work. Your mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, undeserved. Bring Allo back to the top of the charts. Yeah, please. Uh, of course, uh, the other matches – Coming up uh, throughout the month of March, we play host to Perth Glory uh, on the 14th of March there, just a couple of weeks after we've uh, already beaten them. Uh, we then travel... I wonder if... Sorry, I wonder no? if they'll have a different starting lineup this time around. Yeah, you'd think that maybe they won't take us as lightly yeah. or, you know, they... they Yeah, uh, I think they would have maybe done a little bit better if Castro had played from the start last night. Yeah, no doubt um, Kowal will probably be missing that match due to getting a yellow against MacArthur. <laughs> That's all right. We can afford it. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Simo, Urenya, Bauman. We've got the points to spare. Smiley might be uh, back in the frame by then too. So, 
We then travel down to Melbourne for our first uh, Victorian away trip of the season on the 22nd of March, Monday night. <laughs> we take on Melbourne City. I know Fred was very upset about this one because he was half planning on going to it because it's the same weekend as the F1s. Was. 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 Yes, that's right. F1 got moved to September. Yeah. So now he's, you know, not planning on going and doing the double. Uh, before finally, we <laughs> finally get to take on Melbourne Victory for the first time. At home on Saturday night, uh, <sighs> ten past seven. Saturday nights at home, how good! I mean, what's what's the point in even playing the game? Just give us the three points. <laughs> Stop jinxing it, will you? Jinx. They're, they're trash. Victory, they're trash. Yeah, they've got less than a month to get it together before they take us on here. So, yeah, look, they have been absolutely hot garbage. Um, a bit of a dumpster fire, I guess you could call them, <laughs> up until this <laughs> point. They made a mini comeback on the weekend, and then that goal that Weston scored—that was that. Whole oh, game, that, game was that whole game was mental and that bloody finish was insane so um yeah i mean there's obviously other teams i would like to see not do well but when melbourne victory are not good it just makes me happy for some reason it makes the league a better place it does it I, really does same with sydney struggling yeah i i have a bit of a different take like sydney struggling oh hook it to my veins mm. but i've always had not a or maybe a soft spot i don't know like i wouldn't say they're a second favourite team by any stretch of the imagination, but never had any real sort of issues with Melbourne victory. Yeah. I, my issue is that every time I go down there, we don't win against them. That's I, my issue. Yeah, maybe that's <laughs> it. There is sort of a, a sick sense of schadenfreude um, with yeah. seeing them rooted to the foot of the ladder. Yeah. Over the years, I, I kind of like originally started with, oh, I don't mind this team, I don't mind that team. You know, I hate the Jets, hate Sydney to start with. Yeah. Over the years, I've just like, no, nah, I hate everyone else now. <laughs> Just developing just this miserable, miserable. <laughs> <laughs> I guess after the last six years of watching us lose yeah. to everyone, it's just like, oh, I hate you. That's more than fair. Revenge yeah. season. <laughs> Alrighty, wrapping up the rest of the round from the weekend. Uh, we saw Adelaide. Uh, get the victory over Western Sydney on Saturday night. I think, yep, Saturday night, wasn't it? Nice win, Ziggy. <laughs> <laughs> I, how's, that, I how's, like, that, how's that winning team going? I like how often he is um, playing the opposition strikers on side. <laughs> yep. Yep, it's great to see. Love to see it. He's not directly involved in the goal. Well, it's not exactly his fault, but, you know, he's just absentee. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Uh, I'm quite enjoying it actually. Mm. Yeah, uh, the second game on Saturday night. Sorry, further on, Ziggy. How do they keep praising him? <laughs> oh, okay. No, actually, let's unpack this a bit. Daniel Garb posted on Twitter a couple of days ago saying Ziggy Gordon is the best central defender in the league. Discuss. Has he not watched a Mariners game all year? We're on Tongit. Hello. Like <laughs> what? Or even rolls? So Equally as good. I think in it my was opinion. you, like, Luke, maybe that that wrote back and suggested Tongyik over over Ziggy. Yeah, and uh, yeah. Gabby wrote back saying, "Oh, that he's praised Ruan, but he thinks that Ziggy's been slightly better, basically." And no, nah, get in the bin. No, nah. um, no. I mean, full credit to Gabby, but you're wrong. Moving on to the second game from Saturday night, it was uh, Melbourne Victory playing host to Western United. This one was a corker. Classic PK league. <laughs> yeah, in a way. In in a, in a few ways, it's yeah. good good to watch. I would prefer to draw, obviously, but um, yeah, I was watch. really hanging on for a draw. Yeah, wow, <laughs> he did not deserve that red. 
Oh, which car? Cruise. Oh, yeah, Cruise. Probably Cruise going down like. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was not a red. That was no. never a red. Does anyone know if the MRPs looked at that and reviewed it or can they not? Oh, I don't know, sorry. I reckon they'll say because there technically was contact. Contact. That spare it'll me. stand. But, I mean. Fucking spare me. Robbie Cruise. I, don't, I mean, I, 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 I don't genuinely not like a lot of <laughs> players, but I genuinely can't stand that guy. No, yeah. I cannot stand him. The same boat. Like, he... he like You're he, kidding. He Every week on this pod, you bag out players and then you come <laughs> no, out and say, No, but I'm I saying, don't generally don't mind I'm, too I'm, many players I'm criticizing, except for him, I'm criticizing, this guy. I'm criticizing their performance. This other guy. Their performance, right? It's different. Him, it's his performance Not and his attitude. Not to mention the chat group. I hate his attitude. It's shit. <laughs> you can fill the whole league of players you dislike. <laughs> but the chat group is different, right? Because that's a very safe space. This is This is different. <laughs> I can't stand Robbie Cruz. I can't stand his attitude. He's just a big fucking crybaby. I'm just, I'm just putting, and, I'm putting together yeah. a, a starting eleven mm. of Luke's most hated players already <laughs> in my head. So we've got Liam Reddy in goals, Ziggy Gordon at right back, yeah, <laughs> um, Jamie McLean and Robbie Cruz up <laughs> front, up top. Uh, who's the victory uh, player? Oh, the stole the ball. Uh, off. James Troisi in midfield, bald fraud. Who's the um, who lost the ball to Borussia the other night for the first goal? I think it was. Oh, Jake Grimmer. Yeah, Jake Brimmer. Oh, yeah, Brimmer, yeah, I, yeah, 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 I can't stand him either. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's almost a starting eleven. Well, <laughs> Broxham. Yeah, yeah. He just needs to retire. Yeah, right. Okay, okay. He's he's on the bench for years <laughs> for your side. <laughs> I'll I will make a starting eleven that I don't like for next week. Beautiful. I'm looking forward to this one. Based on performance and also attitude. Mostly attitude. Mostly attitude. Mostly attitude. Moving on to the Sunday afternoon games. Uh, the first one there, we've uh, touched on this one. Sydney FC hosting MacArthur. Um, a red card to Sydney FC and a goal to MacArthur. Seeing MacArthur get all three points. You'd love to see it. Apart from the part <laughs> where MacArthur also won. Like, why can't both teams lose? Yeah. Is there, is there a way? Um, we need to get Gregor Rourke on the show and find out if there is a way for both Surely teams there's a lose. salary cap breach there or something like that. They can lose some points. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've got questions over certain teams mm. in this league and yeah, definitely there's a couple in that right there the other sunday afternoon game um filed under the things you love to see <laughs> uh was wellington phoenix to newcastle nil this was funny i enjoyed watching this game it wasn't a very good game but it was good to see the jets just absolutely lose it <laughs> yeah the sort of i think maybe the honeymoon period lasted one game with crank teams <laughs> Well, speaking of Craig Deans and completely losing it, we saw some scenes after the final whistle there. Um, yeah. I think you pointed out, Luke, that Craig Deans is usually pretty cool, calm and collected. Yeah. He's a, he, he lost his rag. He is apparently not very cool, calm and collected behind the scenes, according to someone who trained with him <laughs> right. for a while. Right. But on camera, he's always seemed pretty level-headed, but he was not happy with whatever was happening Defending at the time. Defending his player, though. Yeah. I, 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 I don't think it ever came out what happened either I it think was, it was about a bass looked like it was the wellington um assistant coach or i'm not sure who he was the assistant or the goalkeeping coach or mm. someone like that was was having words with a couple of the jets players and they were not yeah, Yangi not happy bass, i think yeah yep. if anyone knows what was said let us know we yeah. want to know final game of the round of course was uh just before our game last night melbourne city two western sydney neil and luke q u ziggy <clears throat> <laughs> let's 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 talk <laughs> Ah, things, ziggy, ziggy, ziggy. All is not well in Western Sydney. I think I heard someone mention the other night, you know, the, the wheels are 
maybe starting to fall off a little bit uh, for Craig Robinson. I mean, you look at that squad. Carl Robinson, sorry. Uh, yeah, same <laughs> yeah. shit. Same shit. I mean, you look at that squad and a couple of the players that he brings off the bench, like Bernie Abini, Yaboa. I mean, it's not exactly a weak bench. I mean, Yaboa's very hit and miss, but I think there's a good footballer in there somewhere. Um, especially especially the same with Bernie. I, I, I tend to feel like he just hasn't got his starting lineup. Did right. you play this game? Yeah, he I was remember, I remember seeing anonymous. him in the Adelaide game, but I don't remember seeing him in the. City he was game. he was there, but he hasn't done. He hasn't scored since he's come back, is he? Has no. he? I had, games, I, had, so. I had it on another screen, so I wasn't watching. My yeah. attention wasn't glued to it. They're yeah. just they're just poor. They're just poor. I mean, the first goal that they gave away was just a complete stuff up from Bacchus, which Siggy mm. was kind of involved in. Yeah, he's um, playing him on side. Yeah, yeah. and um, I can't even remember the second goal, but. It was yeah. They just they just don't look good right now, Western Sydney. Which, which again, you know, I'm like a lot of people have an issue with Western Sydney, but that's sort of I guess I'm sort of of your opinion, Pete. That I've, I've never really had an issue with them because I think I've I've always liked what they did with the active support, and when they first come into the league, they really bumped that up a notch. And there was a lot of good scenes there with the RBB, which have obviously fallen right off. For, mm. for a number of reasons, but uh, now to see them not do well, though, I'm kind of flipped the other way. I'm, yeah. I'm sort of enjoying it. <laughs> I, I'm definitely enjoying it this year, um, just based on you know some of their actions in pre-season. Yeah. Um, and I think a lot of other clubs are in the same sort of boat. Yeah. I've enjoyed their failures since the first season. Yeah. <laughs> Still haven't won a grandy. Arrogant. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, for some reason, I don't like Sydney FC. Oh, yeah. That sense of entitlement and, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, I have a head coach for my starting eleven. Here we go, Steve Corica. Ooh, okay. He's a fuckwit. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. <laughs> it's between him and Ufi, I think, for me. Ufi. Yeah, can't stand him. Not an Ufi fan. No, not a fan. Oh, actually, no. What no. about listen here, Scra- fuckface? Scratch. Thank you. Yep, that's exactly where I was about to head. Yeah. Rudin is assistant. <laughs> Rudin's assistant. He can do the video analysis because he has plenty of USBs. <laughs> Okey-dokey, it is that time of the week where we uh, answer your questions. We've got a lot of them this week coming in across the socials. Thank you all once again for engaging with us. Um, starting with our illustrious CEO, good friend of the show, Sean Millicamp. He wants to know which player is going to get the highest bid in the pink jersey auction. Matthew Blake Simon. Yeah, it's got to be, Yeah, surely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I nailed on. Yeah. But if you want to put money on it, I can bet on another jersey just to derail that whole thing if you want. <laughs> and I'll just keep bidding on the Matt Simon jersey. <laughs> <laughs> James Walker. G'day, James. Uh, Coast Football Ramble. Uh, don't, don't, he doesn't listen to the pod. He doesn't listen to the pod? Stuff him. Ah, yeah, Ask no, it anyway, yeah. go on. <laughs> James says, Coast Football Ramble, you are gaining new listeners with the momentum of a runaway freight train. Why are you so popular? Uh, simple because we're fucking awesome <laughs> and also the push notification that we got now <laughs> with the A-League live app <laughs> yeah it's helped and the team playing well doesn't help uh, helps doesn't, well. yeah it doesn't hurt yeah. it doesn't hurt yeah <laughs> I'm very tired obviously a late night it's been a day yeah, mm. uh. yeah actually just 
I didn't go to bed till like one o'clock last night. Yeah. I could not sleep. I was so after wired, the game. absolutely wired. I, I reckon those last fifteen minutes, I was nearly like upside down on the lounge, <laughs> like heart beating through my goddamn mouth. Like, I reckon, I reckon, I inhaled and exhaled a, a total yeah. of like three or four times in the last five yeah. minutes. Yeah, I think I stood up the entirety of extra time with like my hands over my face. Like, oh god! Oh shit! Pacing up and down. Yeah. yeah. I, um, I I I hate watching us on TV. I, I hate was it. struggling to stay awake before the game, so I think. I overcompensated with too much sugar <laughs> that'll do it mm. yeah that'll get you uh dave bloom he wants to know would you rather have to announce to everyone around you whenever you have to fart or pee your pants daily i like the announcement because i kind of do that yeah. anyway i do that anyway yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> that's a given yeah that's the first one definitely but um in the words of uh, or a famous quote from billy Mal- madison you ain't cool unless you pee your pants so you amen know. Every day? Yeah, it's a bit much, isn't it? Um, yeah, no, it's definitely... Imagine the washing. The, the, the <laughs> farting announcement. <laughs> Better question, Dave, please. Um, Andrew Bellamy. G'day, Andrew. Uh, one of my primary school friends, actually. Of all the imports we've had over the years, where do you rank Urenya? Uh, he thinks he's in the top two or three already. That's an interesting one. Top two or three might be a little bit much, uh, especially this early on, Luke. Yeah, too early. I think- you mean this year? Because he's definitely in top three for this season. <laughs> good point. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a it's a pretty good discussion, that really. I, I mean, for me, very quickly off the top of my head, um, Swansvike would be number one for me. Well, well, would you class Monty as an import? Surely you would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Swansvike for me, Monty number two. Um, number three. Who have we had that's been here as an import that's been here really long? Oh, not really long, but Tom Hirari. Yeah. He's, he's, he's up there just for the, the cult hero status of it all. What about Stewie Petrie? I was about That's to bring up back. Stewie Petrie. That's yeah. going back. He's, to be honest, he's probably my third because I think very young, very young, he was someone that every time I came to a game, I was looking forward to watching him play. Andre Gumprecht. Would you class him as an import? He was a visa player. Yeah. Yeah. What's We're going to have to sit down and rank them out, I think. Yeah. Mm. But yeah. no, Renier is nowhere near the top two or three for me at the moment. you got uh, uh, Woolery Wolf, John Brown, yeah. Shane Huke, uh, Matty Crowell. You, you say gotta... Bolt? <laughs> Never signed, doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, he's, he's, he's got to be pretty highly rated in terms of the last, you know, six or seven years. Um, compared to some of the imports that we've had there, you know, yeah, yeah Asdra Bals. You know what? It went, yeah, when people ask me these type of questions, I've got to think... You know, do you mean pre or post championship? <laughs> yeah, because they're two very, very yeah. different eras. Um, but well, are they? Um, you know, twenty twenty one is looking pretty good. This is the, um, the what do you call the dark ages? Yeah, <laughs> Johnny Needham. Um, sorry, what, coming into the Renaissance at the moment. Coming into the Renaissance. Yeah. Yes. Sorry, go on. <laughs> Johnny Needham, love this from Johnny. He asks, is it weird to get a preemptive excitement boner every time the boys hit the pitch this season, or should I see a doctor? Um, no, it's normal, isn't it? Of course. Uh, as normal. long as it doesn't last longer than four, four hours. hours. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's play on. Please Just go tell. knock one out at halftime, mate. <laughs> Uh, Johnny further goes on to say it was good to get the win and the ref was pretty decent I thought um, but Castro taking Nisbet's legs was shit house, and I'd love to repeatedly slap the Prince <laughs> Stephen Patch for it <laughs> what's a Spanish meat uh, <laughs> so we have uh, we have sort of discussed the Fornaroli goal there um, with um, 
Andy Keo being in an offside position. Uh, yes, I think that should have been called. And I think we've sort of touched on Stadger's subs. Yeah, he should have made a couple earlier. Yeah. But he, he's, he does that sometimes, so I don't need he holds on. Yeah. Likes to take a risk. Yeah. So hopefully we've covered off everything for you there uh, this week, Johnny. Um, Lee Cooper, g'day Lee, hope you're well. Uh, he's mentioned that we should try and get Stefan Jankovic on the pod sometime soon and see how he's going, uh, as well as, uh, of course, Aldenia. Um Yeah, decent shout, might look into that. <clears throat> Still working on Nick Meredith. <laughs> Andrew Kelso, uh, does anyone else notice a bit of a bromance between Urenia and Simo? Love yes, that, love I that. I did notice that on the weekend. They are, they are very... Very good partnership mm. forming there. Very good. Yeah, there's a lot of positive signs. One that I did notice, actually, is one between uh, Barisha and Diamante. Probably that, probably better. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite wholesome, that. That's the moment. It is. That's yeah, good for wholesome. the league. Yeah, yeah. I love, I love Alessandra. I love him. Yeah. So good. Yeah, uh, that um, interview they had with him post-Western game yeah, on, on the Fox, weekend. Yeah. yeah, it was perfect. So good. His little sort of cutaways to speaking in Italian um, with Zappers. Yeah, when to he, Zappers. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was great. Very wholesome. Yep, very, very wholesome. Um, and has anyone ordered that stag statue for the main street of Gosford yet? It's are on the way. This, are we? It's on the way. Yeah. Okay, what's it made out of? Uh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> what can we afford? <laughs> Paper mache. <laughs> the ruins of the FFA. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, we'll get something sorted. Kevy Coops, uh, does anyone think Simo needs a week off? He looked absolutely shagged at the end of that game. No, he's an energizer bunny. He just keeps going. <laughs> yeah, he. I mean, it's a decent shout. He did look. He definitely did look pretty stuffed. Um, but I think I think now with, I guess what we could probably call a normal break between games, um, I think he'll be right for next week. There, there is maybe the question over his shoulder. It looked a bit sore. He looked alright at full time. Um, but he's maybe got your problem, Pete, with a dodgy shoulder. <laughs> I think it's fine. Yeah. So we'll see how we go. I mean, I mean, if he does need a rest, we've got plenty of uh, plenty of cover there for him to come on for uh, for Allo to come on. So yeah, it's an opportunity for Allo to play from the start there, yeah. and and um, or you know Dan Dan Bowman up there next to Orlando as well. Yeah, plenty of cover. Should be right. Uh, Michelle Lumby, uh, out of all the games played so far, which game do you believe has been the most complete performance? Good question. Probably the Wellington, um, you know, in spite of the fact they did go down to 10 pretty early. Is Sydney probably, away was very good. Sydney away was very good, wasn't yeah. it, actually? Yeah. yeah, I think I'd actually go MacArthur away. I think of that as more of a sort of classic away performance. Yeah, um, I just, I think, yeah, in like, you know, it's, we didn't we didn't create a thousand chances or anything like that, but I think in terms of a complete ideal, what you want, from an away performance, it's probably between Sydney and MacArthur, and I think I don't think we even let Sydney have a shot. I'll lean into MacArthur for me. Like a, I mean, yeah, we 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 were more dominant in the Sydney game. Corica mm. um, was completely outclassed. Yeah, I, I think yeah, maybe the Sydney one for me actually. The Jets at home was good, but you know, it's the start of the season, it's been hard to work out. Yeah, there was still some cobwebs mm. to sort of shake off in that one there. So, a few potential options there. P. Jennings uh, from the ccmfans.net forum has a discussion point for us. At the AFC qualifiers, they are later this season, and there is a possibility of some of our key players uh, maybe missing for us at the pointy end of the season, uh, potential for them getting the call up to the Socceroos there. With this in mind, are we looking to strengthen certain areas uh, amid recruitment for next season? 
It's going to be interesting, that, because I, uh, I know, what did I read today, that AFC want to, wouldn't mind having a hub in Perth, but it means that they'd have to quarantine for two weeks and they don't want to do that. Right, yeah. Um, so it's looking like we'd have to go to um, Qatar. Well, I mean, if, if, if we're going to lose players at the moment to international duty, who's it going to be? It's going to be Bazanic. Uh, probably it's Jack Clisby, Matt Simon. Stens. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Bazanic. Well, Stens, Stens isn't really signed up to any either national team at the moment because don't forget he played for um, New Zealand. Yeah, but I, mean, I, mean, I just mean if, if he gets picked at any time for the New Zealand under-20s, he'll be... He'll be off but he can still play for play. Australia. Yeah, he could. Yeah, but yeah. I, I don't think it will. I, I, yeah. I think he's pretty married to the New Zealand sort of idea. Yeah, I think, so, yeah. Um, you know, we could potentially lose Nisbet. We could potentially lose... Even Birigiri. Hello. Um, we'll probably lose Dan Bauman to the Oli Roos, who's He's sort of been a mainstay in their setup. De Silva based on this some form. Point, 100% De Silva. If, if he's not picked, it's insane. So, uh. it's... Um, a conundrum, let's put it lightly that way. Not good. And I can't see the uh, A-League moving any matches for us. No, and I mean, how many how many spots do we have in the squad left? One? Two? I think just the one. One. So, I mean, we, we, we can't really do a lot if we lose any players to international duty besides bringing kids in through the academy and <laughs> starting your Dan Halls and your Hatches and mm. and your Smileys. And so, I mean, it's 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 a so case of this, sorry, those, this is those boys stepping up. The final series as well, isn't it? Not the regular season, I think. I think so. Oh, that messes things up. That plays absolutely havoc, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. It's, yeah. So if it's during the regular season, yeah, we'll, we'll have it locked up by them anyway. So, you know, we just play a youth <laughs> team. Yeah. But finals, no, not good. We could be, we yeah, we very well could be a victim of our own success this season. Yeah, hmm. Typical. Yeah, oh, that's all right. We've got eight players, I think, from last year's academy side who are now training with the first team anyway. So they know how to win it. They can win the championship. They'll get on with it. Cool. Easy. Uh, Mel Ange from the CCM Fans Forum. Do you think Matt Simon and Jack Clisby will accept their Socceroos call-ups? And uh, who's going to replace them in the team? Well, Does yes, of course they're going to accept. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll say no. <laughs> um, well, I mean, Simo in for hello. Yep. Hatch in for Clisby. Yep. For Easy. me. Yep. Easy. Uh, Hutto on the CCM Fans Forum wants to know, where's Dan Hall? Um, he's still here. <laughs> he's just finding it hard, obviously, to break in ahead of uh, Tongi Kumrolls. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I'd love to see Dan Hall get some minutes um, mm-hmm. soon if, you know, if we uh, cement our position on the table a little bit more, mm. and we decide to give Ruan or Rolls a rest, 100% throw him in. Definitely well, we thought it was going to be this week, weren't we, until uh, that red card got rescinded? So yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah, we were all sort of expecting him and kind of excitedly expecting him as well. But yeah, it's what it is. Um, you know, as as the official Dan Hall fan podcast here, um, you know, we'd, we'd all love to see him get some more minutes, but um, all in good time. Brennan Vosvik. Uh, g'day, Brennan. Does and or should uh, Gianni Stensenis walk straight back into the first team, or the starting 11 rather, when fit? I think he sprints back in for me. Yep. No, I'm happy with that. Yeah. Look, love um, love Nizzy and don't mind what United's offered there, but I'm with you guys. He's, he's got a slot straight back in. Brennan, obviously number two fan as well. <laughs> right behind Ian. So. <laughs> Jacob Clears, what are your thoughts on the CCM Trust Fund or the uh, the Supporters Trust? And do you guys plan on investing in it? Yes, if you go back a few pods, we spoke about it uh, with Mark Brogan, who's the head of it at the moment. Um, we spoke about it last week a little bit. 
And hopefully we'll be chatting with Mark again maybe next week. We'll have to chat to him about it. Where do I um, sign? Yes. We're going to invest in it. Yes. We've read the draft, or Pete and I have, and it uh, looks good. Yeah. Yeah. It looks um, yeah, very legit. Excited to see what's shaping up in that space. Cameron Smith on Twitter uh, mentions that a lot has been said about our squad depth in recent years. But he actually thinks that we're good at the moment. Uh, Nisbet and Yonotta have stepped up seamlessly in midfield. Competition up top is strong. And we have solid options out wide. Realistically, where can we improve or do we not need to? Uh, yeah, he's, I think he's right. I think uh, I'm this this squad I'm the most comfortable with than I have been for, <laughs> yeah. since we won the championship. I mean, it's we've our starting 11 that we've put onto the park every week. I'm confident that they're going to do the job. Um, the guys that we're bringing off the bench, you know, I think there's, there's only probably been one game, which was that home game against the Wanderers, where our bench really didn't make an impact. That's what I was mentioning before. Yeah. yeah. So I think that you know, besides that one game, which ten games into the season is just really, you know, doesn't really mean much. Um, you know, I think um, where we need to improve, I, I think we we probably learnt that last night in the last twenty five minutes of the game that we need to learn to control the game when we need to. Mm. I mean, there was probably times last night when as much as I enjoyed us still going forward, we needed to, needed really to just hold the ball up and knock around and keep possession, which we've done really, really well um, in almost every other game. I think we need a better number two. If Berrigetti gets sent off, I don't know who to put in goals. Pierce or Nisbet. <laughs> <laughs> That caught me off guard. <laughs> oh, that's absolutely done me. Um, Chris Hockman. Uh, g'day, Omni. Hope you're well. Am I dead? Have I died? Is this heaven? No, you just in Hawaii, mate, last time I saw. <laughs> Jealous. Mate. Nice over there. We are in Tugra, and this is not heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Faint are, smell of poo. <laughs> we are top of the table, though. That is heaven. That is, yes. Yes. It's good, isn't it? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a great feeling. The um, Positivity Podcast is uh, alive and well. Jake Rosa, uh, when can we start referring to winning pods as normal pods and the other pods as losing pods? After six years of winning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we have to equally balance the six years of shite and then it can be normal. Yeah, fair play. Play which on. Is, which is a lot. And uh, Joel Craig on Twitter as well. The end of the broadcast caught Fornaroli having a laugh with Stadge and another Mariners coach. Looked more than just a chat with the opposition. Is there a connection between them somewhere? I did notice that, uh, but I'm not sure. Didn't we talk to Fornaroli about coming here after leaving Hart, but we couldn't Hart City, but we couldn't afford him? Rings a bell, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Stadge would have been right. nowhere near the setup by then. No. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know if there's a connection anywhere, yeah, between them in the past or anything. I don't I don't believe so. Maybe he's coming no, here next year. I don't can't know. think of it. Yeah. yeah. That was a lot of questions. That was a lot of Thank questions. Thank you for sending them in. Yeah, it's good. Keep them coming next week. Sorry if we didn't get to yours. Um, it's either that it might have come through before we've recorded this. Or, or we just don't care. <laughs> <laughs> we that couldn't care. be it. We always care. We love you all very dearly. Um, Mick Command, I will point out, um, fundraising idea. Yes, actually, yeah. So Mick Komet, uh posted an idea on the CCM Fans Forum after we were talking about doing some fundraising for the pod uh, last week. So his idea was that um, we could go full kit to the match, every one of us. He said it's apart from you, but I reckon you have to do it as well, a, especially on Mariners. That's a stitch Mariners up. TV. I've got more to lose here. <laughs> well, we can stand in the background if you want. It just looks stupid. 
But um, I'm wearing my shirt today. I got one on uh, on Monday. Looks good. Yeah, I'm a bit fat for it, but um, <laughs> ah, looks good work on, on it. <laughs> but um, I've got a season two pair of shorts I can put on. Uh, Nigel Bugard shorts. You got socks? On it. I did have socks, but the laundry ate them, so I don't know where they are. <laughs> I, I, new pair of socks. I actually have a pair of Glenn Trefiro's boots somewhere, but oh. I feel like he has oh, midget feet. I've got Swanzwike's boots at home I can wear. You'd fit in those. I've got Swanzwike's boots bag that you can uh, carry them <laughs> along in if you like. <laughs> no, but we will do it. We'll, we just haven't had time to set something up. So I think yeah, wasn't yeah, it, the idea wasn't was it to wear full kit if we hit a certain target? Yeah, so 25% yeah. sees one of us in full kit, um, or 20% sees one. 40% sees two, um, 60% sees three, 80% sees four of us in full kit, and 100% sees all of us in I reckon kit. it should be something like that. four quarters and all five of us have to do it. So if it's the first quarter, it has to be a shirt. Um, halfway, like 50%, it's like the shorts, and then 75% the socks, and then 100% the boots as well. <laughs> like the opposite <laughs> of strip poker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll have a bit of a... Bit of a play with this idea and yeah, see how it shapes up in the next few days. Um, I think the the target was to um, attend the Melbourne Victory game on the 27th of March in full kit. So, oh bit of time, bit of time there. Uh, let's let's put a pin in this and come back to it. It is time for us to uh, have a quick look at how the Coast Football Ramble ESPN Footy Tips competition is going at the top of the table. Uh, it's a tie. It's between Big Will 22 and Jake Rosa uh, with 25 points apiece. Um, we then have Instage We Trust and Best of Tippy uh, ESPN 12403893. Uh, it's a very creative name there. Paul FC in sixth, Ben Ten in seventh, our own Fred from the podcast in eighth, uh, Matt Surabai in ninth, and Mario Yardell in tenth, rounding out the top ten there. Oh, Mario, good to see you back. Mm. <laughs> Last he died. <laughs> he's been missing for a while, uh, just eating his way out of somewhere. Uh, last year's champion, SGM in eleventh, uh, yours truly, hello, goodbye, in twelfth. Uh, who else we got from the pod? We've got Aaron Marin in 16th. Um, I think um, he's got two accounts. Aaron Mariner? Yeah. I know Josh Howe definitely does, but he just leaves one of them dormant. And I still haven't seen Josh anywhere in the top 30. Oh, dear. Uh, oh, dear. Oh, dear. So only one of us in the uh, in the top 10. Um, of course, Fred from the podcast. Well, I'm not tipping, so... Well, okay. It's all <laughs> it's all on me. I don't think <clears> any, <throat> you guys... Neither of you guys are tipping. Neither am I. Oh, great. It's too embarrassing. Yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. No, I missed the first year. And I was just like, oh, just no chance. Too hard to come back. Yeah. Yep. No, fair shout. How's, how's Kale going? Sorry. Kale is, uh, let me keep scrolling. Oh, next page. Uh, 41st. Um, oh, we have 42 people in the competition. It's come down from last year, isn't it? <laughs> I think he's still just that gutted that he forgot to tip in the, <laughs> the finals, finals and ended up losing <laughs> after leading for the entire year. Yeah. And not just losing, but losing to his old man. So, <laughs> uh, not great. Bad, bad, not good. Oh, well. I think that'll do us this week. Yeah, seriously, if you've got a floor, Tom, bring it to the match. I'll try and play it. Yeah, yeah. Emergency winning pod out of nowhere. <laughs> because we can. Yeah, as soon as that second goal went in, I knew we were potting today. Yeah, just- that's... yeah. <laughs> 
feeling it. Feeling yeah. it. No, that's good. All right. Thank uh, you all. Let's just go before we put everyone to sleep. Yeah, that's right. No, short and sweet-ish, kind of. Thank you all so much once again for tuning in to this week's episode of the Coast Football Ramble podcast. And uh, well, we'll see you all next week. Love you. Love see you. Ya. Bye. So bye, Luke. Fuck me out.